And we are. We should be live. Hello, we should be on the internet. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Forest of Athlean, A Shadow Awakened. Uh, I'm Ian, your gem. Um, you should know everyone by now, but we'll do a quick roundtable for people that don't. Starting on my left, which now with the new layout is Musa. Yes. Hi, uh, I'm Neil. I'll be playing Musa. Um, I'll try not to die. I'll try to roll above a, roll above a five as well. <laughs> And um, then we've also got uh, Thabar. Hey, it's Harry. I'm playing Thabar Caridian. Um, again, I'll, I'll also try not to roll really now, but um, we'll see how the adventure goes. And then Morton. Rob, I play Morton. I play the big guy who hits me. Okay. Fair enough. And Eric, who will be with us uh, for um, <laughs> an indeterminate amount of time. <laughs> yeah, so I am Mike. I play Eric currently. Um, and we'll see whether or not we can escape. And finally, Kada. Hello, I'm Amber. I'm playing Kada Salt, who is a Nalar. Um, maybe kind of going to the dark side, but you know what? We're just rolling with the punches, trying to keep people alive with the very limited power and not having an existential crisis somehow about it. Okay, that's, that's true. That's, that's yeah. true. And for the record, it's not a cult. Okay, um, it's definitely not it's a not cult. a cult. Yeah, okay. um, we uh, not we'll, a cult at all. We'll kick yeah, off anyway. with uh, a couple of announcements. Um, there'll be some quite big announcements coming on our Twitter and Facebook at the end of this week, including our Kickstarter uh, with all the fun and games and lots of shiny things that you could potentially get as rewards for supporting us. Um, from our perspective, our Kickstarter is there to support our publication. It's not the be-all and end, uh, end all of it, but the more that we raise through our Kickstarter, the more that we're able to, to produce and push out for you guys who will eventually play FOA. Um, the launch date for the Kickstarter is August 20th, um, and you'll be able to follow us uh, on Kickstarter as of Friday, uh, www.kickstarter.com forward slash as of it will be. Um, it is easy enough to find, but you'll get all the information across our various social media platforms, etc. Um, outside of that, um, no real uh, uh, more announcements. So we will jump straight into the action and discover Eric's fate. So uh, just press a few buttons. There we go. So, once last we spoke the fires of Athlean, our band of miscreants having been sentenced to hard labour at the Manford Quarry and Mines for minor crimes in the port town of Canam in northern Talan. Shortly before their sentence was due to come to an end, the quarry was attacked by a Shantarian scourging force. Managing to escape from the mines with the help of Saran, an old woman who ran the quarry's infirmary and had befriended Kada uh, in the process, they fled from the mines into the Manax forest. Having escaped the destruction of the quarry, they made way eastward into the hope of finding civilization and warning someone of the attack by the legions of Shentai. Holding, uh, heading south easterly across the snow-swept plains of northern Talan, battling hypothermia and the freezing late winter temperatures, they came upon one evening a, teamster, a teamster's camp arrayed uh, around a large bonfire. Garrick, the owner of the wagons, and his companions Erlik Iverson and Timmy Tillerson uh, welcomed them into their camp, offering medicine and warm food to the weary travelers to ward off the cold. Whilst they, huddled, whilst they huddled around the, uh, the campfire and uh, bartered with Garrick and Erleg, Eric recounted their journey so far, seeking to trade information regarding the 
reasons behind uh, Shantine's attack on the quarry, as well as possible location of a sorcerer. Uh, turning over information of his mentor, uh, Barthold Callan, the quartermaster of Vanford Quarries, the man who had helped him harness and control his sorcerer's power in return for a pouch full of gold. Um, as the party drifted off to sleep, oh, sorry, went a little too far. <laughs> as the party drifted off to sleep around a bonfire, warm and satiated for the first time in days, they awoke the next morning to discover Eric missing, his stuff left behind and the wagons and the merchants gone. Still low in supplies, but armed with information that a small farm they a half days travelled to the south. A discussion was had as to whether or not to go after Eric or strike for the farm. Kada, Musa, Favar, and Morton, not seeing a way in which they could catch up with the wagons, not certain Eric had uh, been taken against his will. They struck out for the farm, leaving Eric to whatever fate would befall him. Upon reaching the farm, Kada, Musa, Favar, Morton encountered an Adorian by the name of Hunter Aram and his wife Cleanne. Hunter welcomed them into his home, wary of the prison. Ooh, sorry, of the prison uh, garb, but with an open and with an open mind and heart, offering them shelter and rest before they headed to the nearest town to deliver their message of warning. Whilst resting and uh, getting to know their host and his wife and uh, uh, wife, the, the sun began to set, and Hunter and Cleanne uh, grew ever more anxious and concerned as to the two children, Fanna and Lina, uh, Lina, had not returned from their fishing trip. Requesting aid from the guests uh, in searching for them, Hunter and Kada, Mortem and Favar uh, headed towards the river where the boys had been fishing. Hunter and his new companions discovered the boys' fishing gear abandoned and bloody, uh, and bloody tracks leading to. Uh, uh, sorry, my vision's gone a bit blurry. Bloody tracks in the snow. Um, the tracks leading to a, uh, a copse of trees known locally as the Seven Sisters. Upon approaching, calling out the boys' names, their calls were returned by a deep guttural war. Lumbering from the Seven Sisters was a large bear with eyes that glowed with an orange fire. Fearing his sons killed and devoured by the bear, Hunter charged in and battled with the dark creature in the hope of rescue, uh, rescuing them if they were still alive. As the battle raged, the bear struck Hunter with a wicked blow crushing one side of his head and felling the former royal guard of Athelin in a single strike. Kada delivering the uh, blow that destroyed the bear with her newly found shamanic powers, rescuing Vanna, Hunter, young, Hunter's youngest son, from the small rocks, uh, rock formation within the Seven Sisters, that the unconscious boy uh, that had that the boy had taken refuge in uh, to hide from the bear. Thabar and Morton carried the wounded, unconscious boy and the dead body of their father back to the Aram farm, where they let the, the, the bereaved family grieve for their, their lost husband and father. Um, after a couple of days um, uh, at the farm, helping the, family, helping the family out and saying to the burial of Hunter, whereon um, Kada uh, offered a gentle prayer, sending um, Hunter's uh, soul off to who knows where. Um, with this done, the party parted ways in good standing with uh, Kleana Aram, said their goodbyes and headed down to the King's Road, turning eastward towards the town of Renford. And that's where we begin. So we'll begin with um, actually uh, winding the clock back two and a half days. <laughs> uh, Eric. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, you drifted well, three, well, you, you, on the on the night that you were at the um, the camp with Derek and Oleg and the, the rest of your companions. Um, you obviously bartered and had many discussions and talked late into the night. And much like everybody else, you drifted off soundly into your sleep. Um, you, you felt warm for the first time. You felt warm and happy. When you awake the next day, um, it's dark, pitch dark all around you. Your head is absolutely buzzing as if you drunk a few barrels of ale the night before. You can't quite bring your senses to the fore and kind of grasp everything. One thing you do feel is the fact that your body is wrapped in warm fur of sorts, whether it's bear skin or some other mammal, you're not too sure. But it's dark and you're confined. The space that you're in is very small. You're lucky that you're an alien or otherwise you probably would fit into this space. But you do feel by the motion that you're moving. You're in some kind of mobile vehicle of some sort, um, but you're in a confined fur space. It's pitch dark. Um, your mind is awash with all sorts of sensations. <laughs> you're quite high. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> You're, you're off your trolley yeah. um, and that's it. That's how you find yourself. You find yourself locked in a dark place wrapped in a fur bundle. Um, and to give you an idea of the dimensions, it's probably just as wide as you are wide because um, yeah. you're quite a rotund alien are. I am um, rather rotund, yeah. <laughs> there, is, there is no real wiggle room for you to move around. So you're stuck on your left side, um, unable to... Okay. Um, kind of roll either way because your back's pressing up hard against a, a wooden surface that's slightly slanted, so you're kind of like on a an angle, so to speak. Right. Um, and your feet are pressed up hard against something wooden, and you can feel something solid or flat pushing up against your head. It's as if you really did just about fit into whatever you've been stuffed into. Right. Okay. Um, so if I uh, can. Am I am I uh, am I bound in this? Uh, you're, you're or, or in these skins of description, or can I actually reach? Out yeah, like I say, you, um, as you start to come aware and start to move your hands, yes, your hands are bound. <laughs> um, as are your feet. So as you try to wiggle and move, can your feet I around. can I push upwards or yeah. push push? So so I'm on my left hand side. So can I yeah. do that with my hands? Yeah, you can kind of move your hands up. Your hands kind of go just as far as your shoulder before mm -hmm. they hit another solid surface. Yeah, and this um, one being like a what, flat. I was gonna say, what happens if I push it hard? Uh, nothing. Okay. It doesn't budge. It doesn't move. And is it is it almost perfectly flat, almost like a box? I oh, know. Um, thing or to to give you a, a, a good example, uh, it would have. Am it, I in a would, it would it would resemble a seat box on the front of a wagon. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to give it to, to give you an example, it would resemble a seat. An box example, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um. So I'm gonna try and like wrap my fingers on it to try and get 
the attention of someone. So you knock. Okay, and there's a a replying knock that uh, responds. Can I um? Can I at least come out? I'm not going to try and run away. You don't. You don't get any response because obviously, because being wrapped in the furs, uh, mm. there's not a lot that you can. Are you going to scream and shout? I'll, I'll scream out and say, can you at least let me out? I won't run away. No. That's ominous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I'm thinking that, it's like, um... <laughs> so, as, as, as you call out, I, I won't run away. Um, there is just another knock on the box and you hear a voice a young youthful voice calling out shut the fuck up let me out and i'll shut up and you, you don't get response for an hour um you you can scream and shout during this hour i'll be trying trying something so okay what are you gonna try um so the the air pressure that i used at one point I'm gonna try and um, and force air to come in through any gaps. In yeah, the there's thing. a tiny little bit of light because obviously it, it's not mm. perfectly sealed. Yeah. Um, so, so what I'm gonna do is try and draw in all of the air and then burst it out all at once. Okay. Using, um, using so yeah, make out. a strength-based sorcery check. At minus ten. Ah, oh, drug. <laughs> yeah, your brain's not working properly, sir. Isn't <laughs> uh, DC will be uh, fifteen. <laughs> Is that even possible? Yeah. No, it's, it's possible. Uh, I no, it's not. Not quite. It wouldn't <laughs> quite possible at fifteen, actually. But okay. uh, so um, the level of or yes, a level of fatigue, yeah. Fatigue. Yes. Uh, okay. Your, your, uh, any exhaustion or fatigue that you had from the previous day, you reduced by one level because you didn't sleep very well. You, yep. uh, uh, you're, not sure, you're not sure how long you've slept, but you feel like you've slept for quite some time. I, be I believe that would take me down to zero. But I will just double check that. Uh... It does indeed take me down to zero, so yeah. Uh, so I obviously gained one now, though. Um, okay. Um, so I'm I'm gonna call uh, call out a couple more times during the hour, and basically just try try and get them to release me. I'd like say I need a pee. Um, quite desperately. Um, I'm sure you don't want me to ruin these bear skins. Are the are the crawlers saying I need to pee, and we just we just about make uh, make it out through the the wood and the bear skins. You just hear someone laughing. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what am I bound with? Or can I can I make out what I'm bound with? No, uh, you don't have dark vision, and it's practically pitch black. Um, okay. You can feel something harsh. You can assume it's rape of some sort. Okay. Um, 
Okay, um, I'll, I'll call out and say, are you at least going to feed me? No response. I'm just going to bang on the box. <laughs> I'm going to keep banging on the box until something happens. Okay, well, um, make a endurance check. Okay. Uh, any minuses? No. Okay. You feel you feel your limbs and everything are fine, apart from obviously circulation being cut off in your wrist and your your feet. Um, they're going a little bit coldish. Uh, six. Okay. Uh, yeah, you banging against the box. You you can keep it up for about an hour, but um, whoever sat on the box is no real by the, by the looks of it no real concern about uh, letting you out anytime soon um you're in there for an indeterminate amount of time um mm -hmm. you can feel the rock and the rolling um and you can just about make out the, the noise of the snow crunching beneath the wheels of the wagon as you're moving um okay. no idea what direction you're heading in you've no idea where you are in relation to mm -hmm. the camp before you've no idea how long you've been in this wagon um or in this confined space or on this wagon um so uh you've got another couple of hours you're gonna try anything or are you just gonna wait until um i'm gonna i'm gonna attempt to actually um uh i mean i'm gonna call out and say well you obviously want me alive and not dead so what happens if I start to smother myself? And if there's no, no, if there's no answer? No answer. Just the rocking and the rolling and the creaking. Um, so how much of this bearskin can can I can I like wriggle the bearskin off at all? Uh, no, you're kind of wrapped up in wrapped up in it. Um, so it looks like you say it's a bearskin that's probably big enough for you to use as a blanket and stuff um right. and then you've kind of been rolled up in it and then stuffed inside this uh the seat box of the wagon right okay um in that case i'm just gonna go sleep okay <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, i'm just gonna go back to sleep um i'm just... gonna try and get over this drug drug up take take a nap. Up and yeah take a nap <laughs> Okay, um, as you're sleeping, um, later in the afternoon, well, uh, later, you have no idea when, um, uh, can you make a con check, please? I want to see how easily you drift off or two, actually. Or... Con yeah. check. One, one to see how quickly you drop off to sleep and one to determine how long you sleep for. Okay, uh, so 14 on... Yes. 13 seconds. Okay, so it takes you oh, a little while before you manage to just doze off again. Obviously, the the high from whatever you've been given to um, muddle with your head and uh, screw around with your, your sorcerer's powers. Mm -hmm. I've been told uh, not so long ago that there are ways to nullify and keep sorcerers yeah. in check. Um, you manage to drift off. Um, whilst you're asleep, can you make a constitution saving throw? Another one. Uh, 11. 11, okay. Um, when you wake up, um, about two hours later, because um, 
you're only really going to get a power nap after having sleeping for an extended length of time. Um, you wake up and your head's you feel your head's kind of dusty. Okay. Is it is it any clearer than it was before? No, your head's very muddled. Your head's just as if not more muddled than it was before. But your head, your physical head, and your hands oh. and arms Sorry, feel a little dusty. Okay. Does that mean they've got me out and put me back? No, you didn't feel, you didn't really feel any major temperature change. I took that into account. Oh, right, okay. Because um, if they'd have cr cracked the box open and dragged you out, then there would be a massive temperature change, which could potentially mm -hmm. have woken you up. Okay, no worries. Um, test. After, an, after a more long, prolonged length of time, eventually the wagon creeps to a halt. Mm. Um, and where your head is, you feel the board where your head is pushed up against start to wiggle mm. slightly. Um, and then it's popped off. There's a rush of cold air that shoots into your little contained area for you, which kind mm. of cools you off. You'd actually been very snug as a bug um, <laughs> yeah. where you were. Um, it was just, a awkward position um, and a leather gloved hand uh, stuffs um, some fruit, some uh, winter berries and stuff like that into your uh, compartment mm -hmm. and just kind of stuffs them just in front of your face and you're in a little tiny little bowl type thing and cool and cools in. Dinner's up and then starts to Put the board back into place. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Just, just a second. I'll try and put my hand hands up to stop him putting the board back. Okay. Um, so you you're trying to physically present prevent him from putting the board back. Yeah. I, I just want. I like. I, I'll say say out like. I just want to talk a minute, please. You can talk to the boss. Right. So can I can I come out and talk to the boss, please? When we get there. And then no, 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 not when we get there. Then he starts pushing the. In which case, I'll push back. Okay, so a page strength check. Yep. Twenty, not that. Get. Twenty, not that. Okay, he got tw he got uh twenty on that as well. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. He's trying to push it in, but because he's. Um, obviously got the upper hand and you're confined. Um, he's going to win that battle. Yeah. But he manages to push it solidly in place. And you hear a, like a, a tapping sound as if he's banging the corners into place. Um, I'll try and push out as he's doing that to see if I can okay. stop uh, him. Another, another page strength check. Yep. Not six. <laughs> he, got, he got an 11, so yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> As you start pushing it, it feels as solid as it was when you were first confined okay. within in the wagon. Um, anything, the only thing we've noticed, if you'd like tilted your head up and you'd had a look, you would have seen mm. um, studded leather armor and a youthful face with curly blonde hair, Timmy Tillerson. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that. Um, uh, I'll call out to him and say, all right, so when are we going to stop? Or when are we going to get there? The wagons haven't moved. The wagon's not moved, and it's been that way now for, and it will stay that way for 
uh, a number of hours. Um, I, I'm also going to call out and say, I'm not going to eat until you at least tell me what's going on. No response. All right. And he uh, he is not going to eat. Uh, Eric will refuse food at the moment. Okay. Uh, happens. So, how long are you going to try and stay awake during the night? You're going to try and do anything? Uh, no, I think I think I'll just uh, he'll he'll sleep as as okay. would be normal. Um, I mean, it, it, does it does it sound uh, so? If I tap on the top, it was dark when the um, storage compartment that you're stuffed into was opened. Right. Okay. So if I tap on the uh, on the top, is there any sound coming from it? Uh, it's like kind of dulled. Is... It's kind of dulled because you you're kind of tapping on a, a wooden board that's. Hmm. Um, Can I through... tell if someone's being if, if someone's sitting on there? You can't really because you've got a, a bunch of furs between you and the wood. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Which kind of nullifies the sound, so it's like you're tapping on a yeah. padded wall. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. And I, uh, my head is still muddled. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, I'll just sleep then. In that case. Okay, you go to sleep. You're awoken. You're awoken um, an indeterminate amount of time later. Mm -hmm. um, one thing you are feeling is very refreshed. Your level of fatigue is recovered. Mm -hmm. um, your head's still a little muddled. Um, mm -hmm. You're woken in the next. You're woken the next morning. Next day. Next evening. You're not too sure how long you've slept. Um, yeah. But the wagon is in motion again. It's the motion that kind of wakes you up. Mm -hmm. um, whereas before, it was kind of like a rolling, steady motion as you were moving across potentially um, the plains. Now you're going over a lot of rutted land. It's kind of jerky, and, you're bank and the wagon's bouncing up and down as it drops into a pothole and moves mm -hmm. up over something. Um, you get, you're definitely going over much rougher terrain, and the wagon's starting to meander whereas before it was kind of um, moving in a, a relatively straightish direction. Right. Okay. Um, can I tell any difference in the air that's being let in? Um, yeah, there's certainly a slightly different scent in the air. Whereas before when you're at, uh, when your first day of captivity, so to speak, um, you were certainly in a place that was a lot more open yeah certainly when the uh, compartment was opened up the night the night before there was the wind was fresh and blowing and the few glimpses you got was just a clear open sky mm -hmm. um the, there's a tiny scent of pine in the air now okay um i'll start knocking on the box again and then doing the doing the whole can you let me out, please? Mm. I would like it. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, do you want me to scream for help, or do you want me to? I I don't know. Like, are we in a civilized area? Are we getting close to where we're meant to be? Can I get out? Can I do anything? Am I allowed? There's no response. Uh, there's one thing. One thing you're start after. Right, doing is now constantly for about a day and a half. One yeah. thing, one thing that will certainly strike you as um, consistent about Timmy is he's very disciplined. Hmm. Okay. Um. 
Obviously, I'm assuming you're shouting all sorts of nonsense and obscenities, just trying to wind no, them up. No, 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 no obscenities. Actually, I'm I'm not shouting obscenities. I'm not do, I'm not doing the whole fuck you, you you dickhead, let me out. All that is it's more uh, it is more a am I allowed out? Are we near somewhere? Are we doing something? What's going on? Can you at least tell me what what's in the neighbourhood? Like that sort of stuff. Like the, just the general like. I just want chitter chatter. Yeah, he he he's just doesn't respond. Um, like I said, that's that that's his form of discipline. Whereas mm -hmm. some people may have got annoyed with your chatter, or would have may, maybe just broken up a conversation with you just to pass just the to time, shut, up. <laughs> shut you up. But to me, doesn't appear to bat an eyelid. Okay. Uh, not even give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> he's. He's very much in control of the situation and he's no intention. He doesn't mm. appear to show any intent towards conversing with you. Eventually, mm. towards the end of um, your second day, having bounced up, it's been quite a difficult journey. So, because mm. um, you're bouncing around inside of this little thing, you're going to take uh, one point of damage to your left leg um, as you kind of, your left foot kind of gets jarred and banged, or you bang your left knee against the platform as it drops down into a, a hole. I'll yell, and, I'll yell out at that point and just go, ah, and I've been injured. Two points of damage to your body as you kind of, one thing you notice once you, the wagon kind of dropped into a ditch, so to speak, and kind of slammed back hard against the, um, mm. the, the yeah, what he, would be back below the wagon. And he slammed into something, well, two little, two little points actually, uh, two little things that were uh, protruding from, the the wood from and the eventually wood. yeah from the wood At something like you have no your front because you're lying oh, on your front. left so your face is looking towards the back of the wagon yeah okay um can i can of, my I, hand up to where that thing is appears to be like two tiny little hooks well not tiny little hooks um something that you could maybe rest something on that was you're, you're probably aware now that these guys were smugglers and it mm. looks like one of those smuggling compartments and it's just kind of like a a resting shelf or something that you could put mm. something on it's delicately so, bouncing, bouncing around so if i so if i were to uh, to use the force of the wagons like jolting to force myself back down again mm -hmm. Does uh, does it feel as if anything gi uh, like gives underneath me at all? No, not at all. Okay, so, like uh, like I'll, I'll attempt the usual like oh yeah try and try and smash myself around and see if anything anything okay. twigs and um, uh, make make a strength check. Okay, uh, twenty three. Ooh. Okay. Um. As you're kicking around, you do manage to like with your feet, you manage because there's not much room for you like to bring your knees up. You kind mm. of because of the compartment's quite small, obviously yeah. you bang, managed to bang your knee. But you did manage to like kick the board and you kind of felt the one by your foot maybe wobble a little bit. Mm. Um obviously that made a, a large thud. Um mm. and at that point uh the wagon <laughs> grinds to a halt. Yep. And then you'd feel someone pounding 
on the 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 board by your feet. By my feet. Yeah. I'll kick. I'll, I'll kick out at the same time as that's happening. Okay, go for it. Um, uh, in, in the, so, so can I tell where they're hitting the board back in? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like in the right where you kicked it would have been the middle because you've not really got anywhere. You, not, mm. You're not in a position to get your feet near the corners. Right, but you appear okay. to be banging against the corners. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll try and kick out at the same time. So, uh, what did you want me to roll? Uh, strike check. Strike check again. Uh, 20, not that. 19 plus 3 is 22. <laughs> um, whilst, it, whilst he's doing that as well, I'll push up and try and slam slam my hands into the top. top wood okay, slam your hands in the top and all you hit is solid wood. Because that would be the seat. Yeah, as in as in the board that he released, like that he that he um, he put back on. on top. Yeah, that's by your feet, not by your head. Oh, I, by see, your I thought you said it was over me. No, it's by your feet. You said you were kicking out, so it was. By no, no, your no, feet. no. Yeah, as in as in the one that he pulled out when he. No, that was by your feet. head. That was by your head. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll try and I, smash I, smash the yeah. one by my head at the same time. Okay. <laughs> Uh, make a strength check. Yep. Twelve. Doesn't wiggle. Okay. No worries. Okay. Um, and then after a minute or so, you feel the wagon lurch in the movement. It's bouncing up and down again. It didn't respond. There was no conversation. Um, it said is is mental, and it certainly is conversational discipline. It's, is very acute. Um, um, how is my so, head feeling at this point? Uh, still quite muddled. Okay. No um, and eventually the wagons grinds to a halt. Mm -hmm. um, as it does, um, you start to start to hear more sounds. Um, uh, in fact, you hear quite. Quite a bit. There appears to be certainly more than your uh, transporter here. They haven't said your muffled sound. You can smell the the sweet scent of cooking stew and other bits and pieces. In uh, that case, I'm going to start smashing on the boards and calling out again. Okay, as so you start smashing on the boards, the, the board by your head is start to be pulled open. Mm. Um, and it takes a little while. Give me a second. Let me. Oh, wrong button. You are dragged out mm -hmm. and deposited in front of a tent. Um, and rather than me describing everything that you see, Eric, um, as you, as the wagon wheels off in a direction, um, I'll show you and our guests uh, what Eric sees. Do -do. And that's what you see, Eric. 
Encampment. You see uh, an encampment uh, within uh, within a forested area. Um, behind you, there are um, a series of small stones arranged in a, arranged in a rough circle. There are a number of tents um, around the the various tents. Uh, you can see um, that they're not on the map because I couldn't be asked to put them all on there. Uh, <laughs> a load of what appears to be um, legionnaires of Shentarm, similarly wearing a similar a similar garb to the people that attacked your um, attacked the quarry. Um, they're all yeah. sitting around camping. The wagon you can see just wheeling off. Uh, Timmy stood there, standing over you, uh, appears to be uh, two men uh, covered in tattoos across their chests um, and heads and bald heads and stuff like that, wearing um, furs of sorts, uh, not as much, certainly not as naked as Morton wanders around in. Um, and you're deposited there and Timmy looks at them and says, Take him in, the commander. I want to speak to this one. And two guys pick you up and they drag you into the tent. Was that um, was that Timmy saying that? Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to Timmy and say, uh, but before I'm dragged away, I'll I'll turn my head to Timmy and say, so um, does Oleg know about this? No response. He just smiles at you. Yeah, I didn't think so. You're and a he... traitor. And he wonders. Traitor. He wonders. Yeah, quite quite angry now. He wanders behind you and he drops you. And you are dragged through the flaps of the tent and deposited into the tent. And mm -hmm. that's where we'll fade to black and head back towards the <laughs> King's Road. Um, yeah, heading our way towards Renfrew. Yep. So, Kada, Musa, Thalor, Morton. Um, it's a bright sunny day, um, relatively sunny. You're you've turned eastward and you're crunching your way through the snow. The, the King's Road certainly gets relatively uh, relatively decent amount of traffic as you're grinding yeah. along. So you know you don't have to plow through the snow. It's, uh, um, even in the, the heart of winter, there's still trade. There's still oil and stuff that comes in from um, Canam and stuff that is shipped in towards. Um, Mainland Northern Atalan, uh, Kaman being the main source for whaling and whale oil and everything that um, fuels lamps and, and mansions all around uh, the northern continent. Um, it's a bright sunny day. I suppose we should probably divvy up what we were given. Yes. Um. Mm, yeah. Find the list. <laughs> or you do numbers. I don't really do numbers that well, so I'll trust that you uh, share fair. Um, can I just bring something up that's been pressing on my mind mm -hmm. since we've been, well, since you went to look for Hunter, or went with Hunter? Um, I don't think we should tell anybody about the attack. Not straight away. Right. I don't think it would be in. I don't think it would be in our best interests. I think we would be. We would have it have a difficult time 
explaining why we're here and they're all dead. Yeah, I think he's right. I'm not saying we we, we don't bring it up at all. I think we get into this town, this village, whatever this place is, and we work out what our options are. If it turns out we're going to be called as traitors and I can't do anything that I want to do, it may There's be... There's a border nearby. Yeah, we can just skip straight to the border if we need to, but if they are going to think that we're dead, like everybody else at that quarry, it does free us up to do whatever we need to do. Does that if mean we... we need new names? Well, maybe. I don't know how this place works. Yeah. It would be a good precaution. Um, the other thing I, is, can we not say that we bumped into someone on the road who came from the mines? Indeed, there was this guy called Eric. Told us of the attack. He was intolerable. <laughs> he he left was behind. He had a lot to say. He did go off without us. And he left. He so, left. He left in the middle of the night after after giving us that information. And then we leave it to the people of Renford or somewhere else to verify that for us so we don't have to get involved in names and places and yeah why we're not dead. the other thing is it's it's been about a, a week since we've been traveling um so there may have been other places that were attacked and and of that. or information <laughs> That's all we got. Um, does that mean we, yeah, we need to think of names so we have some time. Uh, Neil, audibly, you're breaking up a little bit. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Yes. Um, I, th I think it's I for the I don't recommend bet. we take the names of anyone. We shouldn't take the names of anyone that we knew at the mines. Uh, a complete fresh start would probably be best. Absolutely. Mortem, you can be Eric. Um, that's a dumb idea. Eric is the one you're blaming. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad you're paying attention. It was a trick. Um, I don't feel comfortable lying. We don't have to lie. We it's just not don't lying. Do... It's not telling the truth. But no, no, no. We can we can tell the truth if we're asked. We don't need to offer the information until we know how safe we're going to be when we disclose it. All I've learned from this place so far is you do one little thing badly in their eyes and you're put in a jail cell. I don't want to show up somewhere else with the best of intentions and be told I've done it wrong and I'm put in a jail cell. I'm I'm not going back to a jail. I'm too pretty for jail. I agree with you. I knew I knew you would. I I, I do agree we blame Eric. <laughs> what? Oh yes, Eric. So Yeah. To to get the story straight, we, we say that we met this person on the road, um from the mines and he told us of the attack. We need to know where we were coming from. Like we need to actually work out why we were on the road in the first place, because we don't know what 
people might ask us. You know, this is something that can fall apart quite quickly. Can we just say we travelled from Canaan and just skip out the whole, just edit, edit out the quarry entirely? Yeah. Just blot out that bit of our lives. If things do end up going wrong, at least... At least we have this lesser from Sillian. Yeah, we do. Yes. Um, have we decided to read it? Maybe somebody should read it. In case it does dub us in. She wouldn't dub no, us in. Yeah. No, the, 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 the letter just said that, um, just gave uh, details on Hunter's death um, and that you guys had uh, helped bring him and her boys back. So she said she gave you the letter and Nick told you what. Cleanne told you what well, Nick told you what it said. So there's nothing that Dobbs doing. It's just that um, that Hunter is she, Hunter is known in Renford um, that he was killed by uh, a bear whilst rescuing his children, and that uh, Musa, Kada, uh, Morton, and Thavar uh, were responsible for bringing the boys back and bringing back Hunter's body as well. This is all good stuff. Um, it it certainly does put you in a good light, showing that you helped a, a a known local. So there's no witnesses left at the quarry, I would assume. So we don't need to worry about anyone going, hey, I recognise you, um, apart from Eric. William. Um, what about William? What about William? It's five against one, right? Four against one, but you know what I mean. But he... Is rather important. If you say so. He's only as important as you let him be. Mm. Just one I'm pretty sure I heard his name before, but I can't remember where. Masterson, wasn't it? Oh, was it that that was the slave thingy? That weird, that Shentan. Nope, not Shentan. One of your people. Can you go with this definitely, definitely correct yourself there. Which one? Which yeah. one of us do we look alike? You, you, um, you there. That one. <laughs> Pointing you with the bow. Oh, you with the pointy ear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That's all yeah, right. Was that girl, and that was that weird, um, that. That Weird. dude fought in the in the court with words. Wow, this conversation just disintegrated. Morton, when we get to town, please can you leave the story to the rest of us? No offense or anything, but um, could you nod? I think it might be safer. I think underneath all of that bulk, there is a thespian dying <laughs> to get out. <laughs> What's a thespian? Uh, it's uh, it's uh, a Morton we like other Mortons. It's a future career prospect for you. When if we get to so. the town and we've warned um, <laughs> the people, what, what was the plan after that? Do we move on to warn more people or can we get on with our lives from there? 
I say I we, we take 24 or 48 hours, make some inquiries, check local boards and make casual inquiries as to how important this information might be for anybody. And if we all come back with the decision that it's not important, I say we keep it to ourselves unless it becomes paramount to the safety of the region. But as I mulled it over whilst sat there with Hunter's wife, um, it, it made me think that, that I, I had there there'd been talk of these raiding parties going into and out of, and it's a bit of a, a to and a fro and a, a give and a take kind of thing. And it wouldn't surprise me if the people of this region do the same thing to Shentan. And it's just the way that the the power shifts, but it's never actually war. Then maybe escaping so, into Athlion is a good idea. Absolutely, but you I should still go and get supplies. But maybe it's not as big a yeah. deal to these people as it is to us. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's changed our lives, but I don't think it will change theirs knowing or not knowing. It depends. They have invaded Andoria before. That is some distance south. Like I but said. In, in... Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I was, I was just going to say, as what you've said before, what Musa said about finding out how key this information might be to protecting their nation first before we divulge what we know. Hmm. There's, I think there's, there's no point in us putting ourselves to a front of a queue where we're not going to get thanked for it. In fact, we may be vilified or it will generate more questions than we're prepared to answer. Or we could sell the information. I will leave the selling of information to you. Agreed. Agreed, Morton. If you want to sell information, you um, you do that. Um, I just won't dig a hole. No. No. Okay. Well, I mean, you'll be. You may not have liked Derek, but you have more in common than you seem to let on. Well, I'm not four foot one. <laughs> wow. Not quite what I was saying. <laughs> he is and he was fat. <laughs> you are you are obtuse. That's a new word I've learned. Everyone might be obtuse at some point. Morton, you are obtuse today. Good word. Just today. I mean, I don't know the definition of it. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can change. Anyone could change, right? I mean, you can't change to a four foot three tubby guy, but you know, <laughs> thoughts and feelings can change. I guess. I mean, what do I know? I'm just the pointy eared one, right? I'm going to get walking. <laughs> yeah, Morton, can you not refer to people as the pointy eared ones? I forget I just... names. I don't do names. I mean, even if you just go you there and point. That might be better. Just, I don't want you offending someone when we get to the town. I'm going to be following Rusa. Okay, well, this conversation I'm assuming is carrying on whilst you're whilst you're mobile, rather than you're all standing. Oh, walking. Okay. Yeah. Just, just stop in the middle of the road. 
Yeah, I've disconnected. Yeah, I'm, I'm... I'm just walking now. <laughs> okay, so you're you're trudging along the King's Road, having this conversation. Um, the light starts to fade, um, and eventually, ju just before dusk, uh, just rising up in front of you as you kind of crest over a hill. Not rising up in front of you as you crest over a hill. You look down towards the chalet. You can see the the shimmering blue, crystalline white. Uh, surface that is um, the Palach River, which feeds down from the Shantarang Mountains, bisecting the, the northern part of uh, Talan, and then it feeds down into the Falax Lake, which um, uh, Talan, uh, the capital city, sits upon down on its southern uh, southern reaches. Um, the river, river appears to be quite wide, maybe a hundred foot wide, um, and bisecting the river is a small town. Uh, one, one part of the town is on one side, and the other side uh, part of the town is on your side of the river. Um, and it is the town of Renford. That the, um, as Hunter told you, because Mel wasn't here last week, Renford grew, uh, Renford grew up around a shallow ford across the river, which at this time of the year freezes over solid, um, much like most of the river. Um, on your side of the town, you're looking down as it gently slopes down towards the town, um, you can see whitewashed um, buildings rising up out of the snow in stark contrast to the whitewash in the snow is the, the black stained um, uh, lip, uh, timbers, which uh, create a, which certainly during the summer would give it a very prosaic uh, feel to the town, the, the uh, uh, steep thatched roofs are uh, laden heavy in snow and there's lots of trails of smoke coming up from the, from your from where you're standing you can see maybe 100 150 buildings on your side of the river and similar number on the other side and the king's road kind of descends through the town it's like so the town is kind of um broken into four quarters uh one half one one quarter white on one side of the road uh on this side of the river one's on the other side of the road and similarly on the uh and the same fashion on the other side there's no walls around this town or uh, in any fashion that you can make out um so you can just proceed down in, inward into town yeah how how long would you say it would take to get there from where we are uh maybe probably be there before uh nightfall we should go down there, but the question is, do we go to the left-hand side of the road or the right-hand side of the road when looking for accommodation? We could just ask someone. I mean, sure. Never someone while we are in uh, Talonor that I would like to look for, close to Talonor. Um, obviously, once we've warned people. Okay, you... Proceed down into the uh, into, uh, into the uh, western uh, portion of uh, Renford um, as you enter into the town. Um, it's not long before, just on the, the northern side of the road, you see a sign uh, hanging out outside a, a large whitewashed and black timbered building, um, and it reads the Happy Fjord. Well, oh, that looks like I somewhere think... we can go. 
and, and the light and the noise coming out of it and some of the smells would suggest is, is there, are these busy streets, it's a busy street are there people sort of going from one side of the street to the other or it's, it's not particularly busy at this time of day um but certainly all the houses and all the buildings uh are on one floor or the other because um, most of them are two or three stories um there are lights um uh in most of the windows so they said it would it would appear to be a relatively busy town um obviously it being the tail end of winter and lots of snow on the ground and quite cold most people are indoors um as you're uh, you're yet within maybe 100 feet of a um ha uh, happy fjord the door opens and a guy kind of um largish uh, human uh quite burly straggly hair um shining in the the lamp light from outside the door as you can see like like rosy nose and he kind of looks over smiles and, <laughs> and then stumbles off across the road and down an alleyway these people have uh, been through the very jolly but it does say jolly Can field go inside happy. Uh, or happy oh yeah we, we... shall we go in sure i mean it's not cold so i say that's a definite bonus let's go as you, as you enter the um the happy fjord the first thing that hits you is the warmth it's like you, it's like it's like stepping into a wall of heat um it's warm it's welcoming the smells of ale and uh warm food spiced potatoes everything will kind of wash over you um it's almost almost intoxicating considering what you've been through for the last week or so um it's quite busy um there are maybe 15 16 tables um arrayed around a large common room you can see a set of stairs that leads up outside and directly in front of you in the bar um, directly in front of you from the door is a large bar which kind of runs all the way along the back wall of the tavern um there are three um people behind it uh Two women that would be middle-aged ish slightly portly wearing um homespun clothes much like most uh of the peasantry of the the northern kingdoms they wear simple homespun garb um but these are bright colors like orange and um one one woman's wearing like an orange uh uh vest uh, waistcoat type thing with a white blouse with fluffy um billowing out arms and stuff like that and she sort of smiles at you while she's pouring a glass there are a good dozen or so people there certainly a busy bar the other woman's wearing like a blue vest with a, a light blue a light blue blouse and a light blue skirt and she's got um blonde hair and in the middle middle 30s with both got both of them got warm and welcoming face and the last person is an older older gentleman maybe late 40s early 50s certainly getting on in his age um considering the setting um and he's got a nice uh bluish suit on with a blue shirt um and a blue waistcoat um and he looks up and he goes ah greetings travelers ah please please come in um uh take a table um one of the the, the maids will be be with you as soon as possible and there is eight there is one table free the only table free um and it's near the the stairs that lead up take it um uh, I will nod gratefully at the man and follow. He just smiles at you. Um, and as you take your seat, you see the 
the the blonde uh, woman with the the blue dress and blue shirt and uh, blouse and uh, vest, and she throws a, a cloth over a table and comes wandering over. Uh, greetings, everyone. Um, what, what what would you like? Um, something to warm away the chills, warm away the cold. Yes. Um, what do I you have... suggest? Uh, well, we've got some spiced potatoes and some mutton stew. Um, the mutton stews should still be good. We can, if you if you want something to spice it up a little bit, we can maybe tipple in a little bit of brandy and some spices to to warm it up. Uh, I must say, you're absolutely freezing. If you travel far, I'm just nodding. I'll, I'll have everything that you say. Yes. Uh, that'll be one for you. Um, I'm by the brandy. Yeah. Uh, another one for the the ladies and, um, and some drinks as well. Again, so, uh, and what, to what wash drink, away what, the cold. What drinks would you like? Something warming. Uh, we've got um, some nice brandies and some nice whiskies behind the bar. Um, we'll do uh, that. Two silver shillings each. Um, I'll have an ale. Morton's got, got my money. Okay. The, the ale is uh, five copper pennies. Yes. The big man's paying. So have a whiskey. Okay. Uh, so. Two whiskies, two ales. Um, so for your drinks is uh, one crown and one silver shilling. Um, and and, who, and who's who, who's? Uh, no, actually, it's four silver, five five silver shillings. Sorry, um, two was um, two shillings for the the whiskey. So yeah, five shillings um, total for the five shillings total for the uh, drinks. And uh, who's ordering food? I will, I will. Um, and everyone's paying separately. Uh, no. no, 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 because you'll Can pay, you'll pay you... separately when I give you all your money. I don't okay. think we should start doing money things in a bar. Because I'll, I'll leave it to you. Let me just take your <laughs> orders, and once we bring it, you 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 can set up your day. Uh, my Thank name's Dianora. Um, welcome to the uh, Happy Fjord. Dianora, did you say? Thank you, Gamal. D-I-A-O-R-N-A. Diaora. Diaorna. Yeah. Delightful. And as you, um, Thank obviously, you. I, so I'll, I'll just allow you to separate your 100 gold pieces, your 100 crowns, so you've all got 25 crowns each, so you can all set up your, your bills individually. Yes, we all have 25. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> someone other, someone other than someone other than Morton does his counting. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, as as in that's in a different bag from additional cash. Yeah, my rainy day fund. Yeah. So that's all done. Um, and then, if you want to argue about any other uh, funds that have been discovered, that's up to you. I'll, I'll leave you there because yeah. as what other funds. As you're enjoying your meal, we'll cut back because we're almost in, roughly on the same time uh, time zones now. We'll cut back to the Manax Forest um, and Eric. So, Eric, you are dragged into this quite plush red tent. The first thing that hits you is the warmth. There are a couple. Of... Eric, turn yourself off mute. I have. <laughs> um, there's a couple of 
um, braziers burning quite brightly with coals and stuff in there. Um, there's a small hole that lets out the, the, the smoke and stuff. Um, off to one side, as you dragged in, you can see there's um, some drapings, some curtains that separate what would be potentially a sleeping quarters from what is the main partition tent. As you sit now, you see a load of cushions and stuff and um, furs and stuff thrown along the floor with a low table and bits and pieces. Uh, sitting behind the table directly opposite was you're brought in and deposited on the furs. Um, in front of him is a man wearing black studded, uh, black leather armor, so to speak. Um, he's got a dark blue, a, a black tunic with one dark blue arm um, and a half blue and black cowl, which is pulled up over his face with a face mask. And it's all covered in a silvery cobweb patch, uh, type pattern. And he just looks up at you, up at the, the guards and um, Timmy behind him and goes, uh, well, Leoric, um, what have we here? And uh, the two men that, the, the Forsaken that deposited you, waves them away. And Timmy steps up and goes, uh, Commander, um, I believe we may have found ourselves a sorcerer. And he looks, hmm, interesting. Do tell. Um, well, uh, Garrick, Oleg, and I were um, delivering the supplies as instructed um, when we encountered um, this LENR. Um, there was a Silvarish human, a Caridian, and a Nalar with him. Um, but he proceeded to uh, barter for information. Uh, apparently, he knows uh, why you attacked the Manax mines. Um, he really wasn't forthcoming with such information. Uh, uh, we thought it was prudent to bring him in for interrogation. And he also uh, suggested that there was a sorcerer at the mines, uh, a gentleman by the name of, I believe you called him Bartold? Oddly, gentleman. Really? Is that so? Oh. Um, and you hear a voice from behind you, an elderly voice. Well, it's one of the names I carry, old chap. Hi, Bartold. <laughs> As you turn around, standing yeah. standing in the in the doorway to the partition there, is Bartold. Um, so you were working for them all along. Well, um, one has what shall we say? To make, has to make a living, after all. Um, well, uh, Timmy, um, you say that this. Van was prepared to sell me out. Um, how much was he offered? Um, I, and Tim looks over and goes, well, I believe the price was um, like 30 crowns. He kind of looks openly hurt. <laughs> I, was, I was given six platinum, to be fair. A 30 platinum. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, no, six, it was, I think it was six platinum I was given. Yeah, in yeah, six, yeah six, six platinum. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Looks down at you and goes, hmm. And, take, and he just wanders past you and sits down and takes a seat. Uh, can you make a charisma saving throw? I can <laughs> certainly try. <laughs> uh, minus um, minus two on, because your, head, your head's fuzzy, but not as fuzzy as it was at the start of the day. Is it, um, is it a mind altering thing? Oh, uh, yeah, he's certainly smashing his way into your brain. Cool, that is totally fine by me. You say that with a nat one, hopefully. 21. Oh, okay. Uh, you 
having been practiced and obviously trained by um, uh, Bartold in how to develop your mind wall and mm -hmm. uh, like try and protect your mind, you can feel him start to press it in. And now you now you've got your your role. Um, he's going to try and succeed. Uh, no, um, you can feel him pushing against the edges of your mind. Mm. You feel his presence pushing. Um, you certainly sense the uh, gathering of will uh, within inside the, the chamber. Um, and that's what it kind of pushes gently against the sides and then retracts as opposed to continuing to push um, and attempt to duel you. Um, he's just kind of testing your, your, your mental fortification, so to speak. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not actually going to reveal anything. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have noted that he's done it and just not say anything. Okay. So, um, you're sat there, and right, Timmy then gives a, a, a full recount to uh, his commander, or Timmy, or Leoric, or whoever he wants to be called, um, and the man in. The cobwebbed outfit sits there patiently and quietly and listens. And one thing you do notice about uh, Timmy's um, recounting is it's very disciplined and factual and very precise. is is not a rambling account um, of your encounter with them. Uh, as if he was, as if he is trained in dissemination and um, presentation of information, mm. um, and it is. To your, to your recollection, almost exact for word um, of your encounter with your group and himself, Garrick and Owen. And when he, once he finishes, Bartol sits there quietly, and the uh, black grey gentleman sits there quietly, and he just looks at, looks at you, just peering from under the hood. You can't really see his eyes. So, looking over at Bartol, what should we do with him? Bartol kind of looks at you and got talent. The question is, can he be trusted? And the, the guy on the for, there must be ways of you for, making for the sake. sure of my trust. There are ways. But if you need to force someone to trust you, then is it really trust? Well no, but the fact that you were, and this is the guy in the back, cuts you off. Yeah. Let me be clear with you, little NER. I'm not used to being interrupted. Um, the fact that you were quite happy to sell out someone who had, by all accounts, helped you harness your power, treat you friendly and with kindness, doesn't speak well of you as an individual. Though, aware of what I am and what I do, at least I can be trusted to do my job and keep my, my mouth quiet when it needs to be. Um, how many opportunities did you have since leaving the Manax mine and where did your friend go? Tell me, you may live, tell me and you may live to see tomorrow. To betray Bartolt here. Honestly? 
that's the one. Right, impressive. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be perfectly forthright with you. You hold my life in your hands currently, so uh, there is no need for me to lie to you. Um, my friend, um, I don't know. They were taken from me before we really had a plan. They were off towards uh, Canaan uh, last that we had the plan to, um, but I was taken way before that I knew whether or not they were actually following ahead with that plan. Christmas saving throw. Christmas saving throw. Mm -hmm. You're actually talking... Is it, is it saying, is it mind again? Yeah, yeah it's mind affected. Uh, 17. Okay. Um, as, as he's talking and he's questioning you, um, you feel something brush up against your mind wall? I'm not going to pay it heed. I'm just going to let it. In fact, I might even drop my defenses to let it in. Like as, you drop, as you drop your senses, you, you sense that the mind was already in there. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to drop my defenses anyway because I want to be forthright with them and let them know. So, yeah, the Bar I know. so for the purposes, Bartold is now reading your thoughts. Mm. And so, so picking yeah. out memories for the last couple of days. The only, the only thing that, um, that I remember, oh, sorry, the only thing that I remember in terms of uh, plans was that there was a farm a little ways down the road from where we were that uh, Oleg told us about. Um, they might have headed there. I don't know. Okay. That's all I can and tell you, I'm afraid. Did you have any intentions of warning people over the attack? Uh, we did, yeah. Quite honestly. We, uh, we, were go we were going to tell people once we got back to Canon. Tell me about your companions. Who are they? Where are they capable of? Where are they from? Where are they from? I, I don't really know sorry, that, to sorry, be honest. Next question. As I said, you interrupt me again and you'll lose a hand. Okay, first question. Who are they? Uh, what sort of who are they do you want to know? Names. So you have uh, the big guy is uh, Mortem. Uh, the Caridian is Feather. The Silver is Mr. Do these people have, do these people have surnames? Uh, Fava, no. Uh, Mortem, um, I don't. He never mentioned it. No, I, I, I like. I don't recall his surname actually. Um, I never found out Musa's, I believe. Um, if I do, I don't remember it. Um, and you have Kader, um, who is a Mala. Um, again, I don't believe I ever found out her surname. Okay. It wasn't really something that came up. No. What are they capable of? Skills that well, they have. Favar and Mortem are capable fighters. Um, they do pretty well in melee combat. Um, Musa can hold a bow. Um, and Kada has some kind of force. I'm not quite sure what it is, though. Interesting. And where are they from? As far as I know, Canon. So, 
you have a Nalar. Mm -hmm. Which one's the Nalar? Uh, that would be Kader. And which one's the... Um, describe your your Bowman, your Pathfinder. Uh, he, he, would be, he would be Silvar, um, uh, elf, elf kind. Any, any significant fe uh, features? God, now you're asking. Um, I mean, I mean, I know Bartold's in my mind already. Anyway, to ask him. I, I can't remember very much, to be honest. And he looks. His head turns. Obviously, you can't gain any facial expression because all you can see is just his eyes being hooded in the face mask. Um, um, the the Caridian, the Caridian would be. Uh, that would be Fava. So that Morton would be the. Uh, the human, big human guy. Okay, superb. Um, and they and you assume that you and you say you were heading south easterly towards Canaan. Uh, yeah, we were headed that way. That was the well, idea. It's kind of bizarre because um, Canaan's west. Well, I mean, so where we, were we going? We were going round to try and avoid the mines. And then we were going to come back on ourselves to go back towards Canon. And then we found this camp. We found we found Oleg and the rest of uh, the rest of them, and decided let's see if we can pay them a visit, find out if they have any supplies that they can possibly sell us or hopefully give us. And yeah, that's why we were headed east. Interesting. Looks over at Bartold, and Bartold just nods back at him. Just to affirm your mm. your words. And he sits there and kind of muses, just sits there and quietly just looking at you for 10 seconds, 20 seconds to a minute, saying anything. It's just assessing you. You've got a particularly good insight, so um, I'm not going to have to ask him to make a role to try and assess what type of character you are. Mm -hmm. um, you're a weasley... Oh, I'm a little shitbag. Untrustworthy. Um, and he looks up at Bartold and there's a silent communication that passes between the two of them. I think you already aware of that Bartold mm -hmm. is telepathic. Yep. Um, having learned it from the Caribbean and he uses his sorcery to that effect um, and he looks back at you going and what was our target? What do you know of that? Wow, that was more bluff than anything else Bluff that got you into a lot of trouble my little friend Well, clearly <laughs> I mean I guess it was someone in camp or something in camp, but other than that, I wouldn't be able to tell you. What do you know of the witch, Saren? Saren? Uh, all I know about her is she was the uh, she was the uh, medical officer. Obviously, one of the prisoners, but um, yeah. He looks over at Bartold, and Bartold gives him another nod, to sort of affirm your assumptions that you. You don't know anything more of Sarah. I don't know shit. <laughs> Do you know if she's still alive? No idea. 
absolutely none. Um, we got separated when the when the cave-in happened. So you're bound, prone, no dexterity to your arm class. Uh, AC 12 will do. As he looks up at you, when you've, as he looks up at you and past you, and nods his head in Timmy's random, uh, Timmy or Leoric's random direction, and you feel a cold thud against the back of your head. Mm -hmm. And you take 17 points of bludgeoning damage as something hard slams against the back of your head. Yep. I go immediately unconscious. And you collapse to a heap on the floor. Um, and with Eric being rendered unconscious in the tent surrounded by what appeared to be um, agents of Shiftar's shrouded web, um, we will head to a break. <laughs> We're back from the break. Um, hope everyone's well and you enjoyed your, your tea or whatever you had to do. Anyway, so we will crack straight on. Um, Eric is um, unconscious, dreaming, dreaming dreams, having um, had the back of his head Dreaming dreams or nightmaring nightmares? Up to you. You, you can dream whatever you like. Um, and we find ourselves back in the Happy Fjord in uh, Renford with Musa and Kada and Tava and Morton all enjoying a uh, nice spice stew with a tot of brandy in it um, and a couple of drinks. Uh, when uh, Dear Orna brings your uh, food and drinks back, you uh, those of you who add whiskey are charged a total of two shillings and uh, five pennies. For those of you that ordered L, are charged a total of one shilling. So you find yourself okay. quietly in the warm. There's the buzz of noise going on around you. Um, uh, you see Deonora and the other waitress and uh, the barman uh, serving drinks behind the bar or taking them out to tables, running back and forth. Bring food, and you've got your evening and yourself to where is the warmest and more most. Though even for Musa, it's kind of a strange environment. It's certainly not what you're used to back in the jungles of Sorax. Um, but uh, but it's the the closest that you've kind of felt to home because this type of environment is quite common uh, in the Nalar cities. Kada uh, for Thavar and Morton is kind of. Environment again is quite welcoming and normal, and there's a nice, warm, pleasant, enjoyable tavern scene. So, how hard does the alcohol hit, seeing as none of us have had anything to drink for a while? Uh, it certainly burns on the way down for those of you who had the whiskey. Um, it's, it's very good stuff. Um, you suggest you think it's been well aged, it's, it's nice, it's warm. Um, a, a, a slight buzz hit straight away. Obviously, it doesn't knock anybody out, but you've only had one tot so far. Mm -hmm. still like what was that now? It's still, it's still early. <laughs> still early. <laughs> we can, uh, okay. I like that warm feeling. We should do it again. <laughs> and again. Do we? Do we want to try and uh, talk to the locals and find out a bit? now or or wait until tomorrow well you seem like the nice the, the nicest person people oh. talk to well, they wouldn't you, talk Martin. to me they they might just don't call them pointy ears i forgot you know? his name 
If we are up, can I just check? Is anyone listening in? In particular? Uh, what's your um, perception skill? Or perception ability? My perception is three. And you look around, everyone appears to be um, invested in the conversations and stuff going on around their, their table. Nobody appears to be giving you uh, cool. look. There are a couple of looks. Uh, in, so, once there are a couple of looks in Cater's direction, uh, but and your direction. Um, but you assume that's more to do with your um, racial features than anyone like trying to earwig on your conversations. You don't see very many Caribbeans, and you see even mm -hmm. less Nalar in this part of the world. Yeah, over some more to whether he's uh, picked a picked a name yet? Um, I, I'm. I'll use one that that I know quite well, um, but I don't know how well it goes down in oh, this inland. Should be fine. It's funny because I was thinking of a name that I'd heard, I'd heard used on the boats quite a lot. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting what? to hear what yours is. What, Narstorm? What? No, no. I'm pretty sure from the cage that I was in, I heard a lot of people shouting, Canal! So I'm going to call myself that. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. Can, can, can you say that one again? I think there's a silent F at the front. <sighs> I can't believe... Like a, a good name. A good name. Did you just dad joke us? Because that's what, that's how it feels. <laughs> for, the, uh, for the record, uh, I have decided to go under the name of Mardos Flick. And if we get separated, just look for anyone with Flick as a surname in reference to the fact that I have to flick you guys so much for being idiots. <laughs> but whoa, whoa! I'm pretty sure you flicked Eric more than any of us. Because he was the biggest idiot. That's true, but the qualifying factor is still the same. Oh, I don't think we're going to stoop that low. Still, though, if you lose me, look for someone with the name Flick. Is my point. <laughs> Mardos Flick. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. slink off to the bar. Yeah, we're going a bit garbled again. <laughs> okay, um, so Keda, you head off to the bar. Uh, you will look and your eyes just about peer up over the bar, and the barman looks over. I'm kind of squeezing between uh, what would you assume a couple of farmers who were just in um, enjoying a local hour or a couple of townspeople that are enjoying a, a local hour and you squeeze past them and get to the bar bar looks down. Okay. Uh, good evening miss um uh, uh, what can we do for you uh evening uh, thank you for the amazing food it was what wonders um oh, a pleasure I, I i was just coming up to to grab another ale um for starters but also just sort of get to know the town a bit it's my first time here so Oh, no, indeed. Well, I've said certainly, there's certainly many, many of our um, uh, Nalar, is it? Yeah, that, that, 
Nella, yes. The underground people, yeah. so many of them in Renfrew. Yeah, well, you know, we, we went underground because of a war, but there's no wars going on now, so I thought I'd come back to the surface, have a look around. Um, yeah, could you could you tell me much about Renford? Uh, I was actually looking for someone in, in Talan, which I know is near here um, as well. Yeah, I can say this, uh, Renford's a, a, a happy place, a quiet place, a little cold in the winter, but um, busy and pleasant during, during the summer. Uh, the end goes well uh, all year round, uh, no complaints. Um, Amazing. I, I heard on, on the way here. Troubles free. Oh, sorry. Troubles free. Amazing. Um, we, we were actually staying with uh, Hunter back in a, a farm near here. I don't know if you oh, perhaps Hunter know him and his wife, Kalana. Yeah, Hunter Aram, the Ardorians. Uh, yeah, yes. You know them. Yeah, wonderful uh, people. They were saying about um, Shantarian raids and things. Do you guys get affected by that much here? Oh, no, they don't, they don't come this far south. Uh, when you say we, no. we, we've certainly never had any trouble. Some of the, the farms further up north have had trouble before, and uh, some of the hunting lodges and, and uh, whaling stations that are up on the, the northern coast uh, near the mountains tend to get troubled, but uh, they've never come this far south here. As far that's that's wonderful to hear. Um, I was actually wondering as well if you knew anyone that Hunter was particularly close to in town. Uh, what did you say? He, he was well thought after. He, he sold his wares at a good price. He's, um, he'd always had he's obviously a good farmer. He, his, his crops at uh, market always did relatively well. Um, you might, might want to speak to uh, Janice, he's the um, what would say the, the coordinator of the. The, the autumn market. Um, he'd know him best outside of that. Um, he would come in from time to time for now. Um, it was a pleasant chat, very honourable, uh, very polite. Um, very how, how, how's he and how is he and the kids do? And, and his, his lovely wife. Uh, that was actually uh, one of our reasons for coming to town. Um, there was an attack out near their farmstead at the the wife and kids are, are fine. They're, they're perfectly healthy and fine. Um, unfortunately, Hunter Hunter didn't make it. Um, he looks generally addressed at that at that statement. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry. It's, it's difficult to talk about. He was um he was a brilliant person. Um, Indeed, yeah, he was a very good man. I, 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 you knew him well. We were just passing through on our, on our way from Canaan, um, but Kiliana, uh, we actually have a note from her um, as, as we are strangers and we don't want anyone to, you know, feel on edge with strangers in town. Um, and we, we stayed with the family for a couple of days and we, we fought with Hunter to rescue his sons, but, um, well. He looks down at you and he, he, he certainly looks um, mortified at the news. Um, but well, thank you for bringing it to me, Miss. Um, I'll be sure to send on mine and my wife's and uh, my girls' uh, regards to Kiana and the boy. Um, in, in thanks for delivering a message, um, a round of drinks for for your table um, on the house. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. It is a, a heavy, heavy night on all of us. I'm, I'm sure everyone would appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll we'll take the news to Janice tomorrow. And 
anyone you, you know who was close? You, you find well, you, you find uh, Janice, uh, like I said, is is uh, about is uh, just off Market Square on the uh, eastern eastern side of the building. Market Square, amazing. Um, if it, if well, thank you, you. If you pass over the fjord, um, it's uh, I think it's the uh, fourth turning on your right, and you'll come across Market Square, which is where um, most of the, the local goods are sold at market during throughout the year. Fourth turning on the right. All right, we'll we'll speak to him tomorrow. We we still need to find a accommodation for the night. And uh, we we do accommodation here um, as friends of hundreds, and if Cleanada's vouch for you. Uh, I'll give you rooms rooms for tonight for free. Amazing. Thank you. Can I can I ask your name, sir? Uh Martis. M A R T. Martis. Yeah. Thank you. Martis. You and uh Diana have been very accommodating to us. Um but any 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 friend of hundreds witnesses is truly saddening news to hear this past. Um if there's anything that we can do, um myself and my wife uh Gillian, uh, please let us know. Um, speak to Diana or, or Patricia, and uh, they said uh, they'll do whatever they can. Do you know yes, how we do? We, we will. Do. It was um, it was strange actually. There was a a a bear with some crazed thing going on with its eyes. I I don't think it was quite natural. If you, if you understand me. Um, there was something wrong with this bear, but it was after his boys and Hunter fought valiantly to save them. That sounds like Hunter. He was a, a very noble and honourable man. Um, and is there any greater uh, greater honour than sacrificing yourself for your children? Um, I think not. Anyway, well, thank you, Gunny. If, um, if you need mm, any training, you. Please, let, uh, please just put up your hands and one of the group. I mean, if I could take a, a round of whiskey back to the table, uh, I can save the journey. And he turns around and he pours out four, uh, four, uh, four whiskeys and he puts them on a little platter for you to, to carry back. Thank, thank you, Martis. And then I go back to the table. I we're supposed to be all somber and stuff, but as those drinks come back to the table, the silver stands up and goes. Misa, Misa. Yeah, Can you think there, about what's just happened tonight? Certainly a look in everybody's direction now. Um, and as you kind of look around, you can see that um, Marcus is already leaning over the bar talking to a couple yeah. of people. Yeah. starting. Misa, to sit down. Looking in all of your, yours directions now. Is this, this kind of like Chinese whisperer that's starting to work its way around the, the common room. And everyone starts looking in your direction. Or at least um, casting glances, glances in your directions. Um, Flick, why are they all staring at us? Martyrs, um, so they knew Hunter and, and I, I spoke to the man over there, Martis. He's offered us free accommodation, but if you keep cheering in the middle of his bar, I don't know if that offer will hold. Um, I have ever he's, excited he's excited for booze. Yes, but also Hunter just died just, you know, a day ago. Um, and these people here knew Honda quite well, so perhaps be kind for their grieving. Is that free booze for the entire evening then? For this round, 
never considered that. Try not to get too excited. No, but as in, I think you told the bar bar guy, he's going to tell the entire tavern. By the end of tomorrow, everyone's going to know. But I'm pretty sure we don't need to buy pints for the rest of the evening. I'm pretty sure we shouldn't be making, not money, but getting free things off of someone who we don't really know dying. But, you know, that's just my opinion. But it's booze. I'm going to drink this whiskey. I'm going to take a long gonna... sip of the whiskey. <laughs> this is my I'm going to take the whiskey and hold it up and go for Hunter. Right, and I'm going to down it. Down it. <laughs> I hate I'm nursing mine. <laughs> I'm nursing mine. Um, they were saying as well that the Shantarians don't attack this far. I'd still rather be further away. No, but what I'm saying is perhaps we could warn these people. I don't think that they would take the warning in a bad way. Mm. With our fake names and everything, of course, but... um, Yeah. And we still stick to the same thing on... uh, It was Eric who told us, right? On our way here. Yes. Yes. Makes sense. Perhaps it's something okay. we should discuss in the room rather than in the crowded bar. Um, so we can come back to that discussion when we know who we're going to warn. Martis did give directions to a man named uh, Janus uh, in Market Square who knew Hunter well, perhaps could be of help. Yeah, you can do that in the morning. In the morning, yes. For now, I want to get drunk and forget about all of this for a little bit. I mean, yeah, the cold. Get rid of the cold. Oh, that as well. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I take another sip of the whiskey. Okay. Sorry. And I, as she does that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my hand across and then lift it up so she can more of it. I will will finish it, but as soon as I finish chugging my whiskey, I will flick Mortem in the middle of his forehead. (laughs) I will lift her up to help if she needs it. (laughs) Thank you, you're my favourite. If you're going to drink in a bar, you do it right. You're going to spend the, the rest of the evening in the bar, drinking? I'm not drinking. I'm keeping an eye on everyone, just to make sure they don't go overboard. (laughs) Whiskey will cause me too many problems, I fear. Okay, so um, how how much are you drinking? How drunk are you trying to get? uh, Katie's already stated she's trying to drown out the last few days. Yeah, not on whiskey because I'm not that rich, but I do plan on getting very drunk. I'm only planning on having three 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 log at three ales. I'm already two in, so it's fine. Okay, so that's a, so as far as alcohol is concerned, it'll cost you an additional five pennies, uh, Morton. Uh, Musa, how, how much more are you drinking? Two more aisles. Okay, so that costs you a shilling. Mm-hmm. And Clavo, are you not drinking anymore? No, I'm not. Just going to nurse the one. I'll, stick with, I'll probably just stick with water from now on. There's Kada um, going for it. You get yourself absolutely lashed 
uh, by the end of the evening. Um, you're absolutely buzzing, um, and it costs you a whole crane. Whiskey, <laughs> um, so I didn't spend that really much money. Me. I'm a small I'm... person. I take less to get drunk. <laughs> well, yeah, you drank a lot. You're also from a very hardy race. Um, that, oh, yeah. <laughs> where, where drinking is... um, I'm going to go over to the bar as everyone's starting well, somebody's starting to get absolutely wasted. As you head over, okay. you, <laughs> you think, it's getting late in the evening and people are starting to filter out. But whenever any of you moves towards the bar, um, but there's certainly a lot of looks casting all casting in the direction of all of you. When, it, for example, when Morton goes up to the bar now, there are a couple of people watching and you see eyes training across the bar as he moves and um, various tables starting to whisper and bits and pieces. So yeah, Morton, you head up towards the bar. And marches so over to you and greets you. Uh, good evening, sir. Um, anything we can do for you? Um, every, um, I was wondering if we could get those rooms because somebody is drinking rather more than she can handle. Uh, people grieve. I'm sad. People grieve in, <laughs> people grieve in different ways. Uh, certainly, um, how many we've got um he turns around he looks up um basically just a little pigeonhole rack and he goes oh, we've got um three available um i think two will do because we can put the girls together and the guys together okay certainly he pulls out two keys he hands them to you uh one says 211 on it and the other one says 212. thank you very much very kind of you sir and it's a, a lovely establishment. Ale's brilliant. Okay, thank you very much. No problem. Uh, will we be having you for breakfast in the morning? Um, or are you going to be off before daybreak? Oh. Do you have bacon? Uh, we do. <laughs> uh, bacon, egg, um, some spiced potatoes. Uh... Um, that's definitely a yes. Okay, certainly. I'll, I'll just make down that we'll have uh, before I'd be down for breakfast. Uh, yeah, um... One of them's going to be um, worse for wear, though. Hopefully you don't have minstrels in the morning. Uh, no, 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 not in the morning. Um, and we don't tend to have them this time of year. Um, they, oh, I'm so glad. So, so Want to strangle they might, them. Yeah, they, they migrate to warmer climes. Yeah. Which is good for you guys. Oh, yeah. Like I said, we, we like the, the volunteer. But we, we tend to have uh, one or two round. One passed through the other day. Um, she may still be in town, but um, she's not performing. Um, do you have a general store and or a blacksmith in town? Yep, uh, there is a blacksmith. Uh, his uh, name is uh, Matthew Matthew Iverson. Um, uh, you'll find him, uh, if you say, just go across the road, um, head towards the river, turn, I think, second right, and just follow that alleyway down and you'll find his forge just on the, the southern edge of the, the thank tank. you uh and general store general store is on the other side of the other side of the river uh just off market square uh, you'll be able to miss it thank you very much much appreciated i haven't been this far inland in a long time well indeed uh sailor is it uh yeah it's it's a bit weird being on firm land for so long. Uh, yes, I 
you know, maybe we don't get we don't get many sailors coming this far inland, but ones we do you know, tend to share the same sentiment. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a bit chillier this side, than the water doesn't normally freeze. Mm, are you from you from the, the southern coast? Uh, uh, all over wherever this wind takes us, really. That sounds like a sailor to me. Yeah, wherever you can get goods. Uh, merchantman. Yes. You know, take things that the southerners need, and then you take the things the northerners need back, and vice versa. And where you can get the best money. It's just nodding politely. <laughs> um. Is there anything thank else? You very Okay. Uh, no, I will see right. you in the morning, good sir. Have a good evening. Um, and you. Good night. I walk back uh, to the table. And again, everyone, they say a, a number of heads turned and trained in your general, your general directions. I don't look over at anyone hey. who stare at me. <laughs> hey. I'm walking. What? Hey, we should, um, um, we should we should give the the note to uh that guy the can you have his name um you the, drunk yeah. the other, i think you better take it yes. to the room is the key to the to the room is I'm Come still on. drinking. I paid money for this. I no, I'm finishing my drink. Finish. Finish your drink, Rico. And uh, Musa, we're we're drink. stuck together as well. I'm gonna try and usher her upstairs, as, and as if that doesn't work, room. I'm gonna pick her up. Good for you. You're just you're just so good. You pick her up. Um, make a strength check because um, she's quite heavy. Whether or not she pukes or I mean, I will. I, mean, I, I will be door, hugging Kavar because I'm like, oh, I love you, Kavar. You're so good to me. <laughs> so if that helps, no. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. But we. Oh no. Eight. Okay. Well, you managed to. Um get her upstairs but in the process of doing so you do bash your head against uh, the wall a couple of times oh. and you take two points oh. of bludgeoning damage having your head bounced off the walls a few times um thanks Kata. do that wait i'm taking the bludgeoning damage aren't i yeah so it's oh, your yes. head yeah yeah is your head Kata, that's, that's what i was assuming i was like why are you thanking me for banging my head <laughs> oh, it was me oh, it was me <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you, you get her up and you dump her face first into uh, into her bed, and it's. Uh, I'm gonna make sure her head's not too damaged before going to my own bed. Uh, within uh, two and a half seconds of her head hitting the bed, and you. She's <laughs> <laughs> <was> a snorer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That is snoring her head off within seconds. But no, no, they're. they're just a couple of little bumps on her head. There's nothing serious. You've not killed her. She's not going to wake up to wake up tomorrow and forget who she is. Um, so this has been a great night. So, yeah. <laughs> so, just Morton and Musa downstairs. Um, 
I don't know what time you normally go to bed, but why? Wanna... Why, don't you, why don't you know that? We've been well. Well, we've all gone to bed at the same time normally, and we've taken watches. I'm pretty sure we don't need to take watches up in the in the bedroom in an inn. No, but I will make sure the door is secured and the window is also secured before going to bed. That's perfectly acceptable. I don't think we want the window open anyway. Then, without uh, without without getting any more looks from the bar staff, take me to bed. <laughs> You're not that drunk. You can work your way up the stairs on your own. Spoils uh, point. No, all right. Uh, I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah, up the wooden hill. Okay, so you guys had a bed, and then you you flutter off in your in your sleep, and that's where we'll leave. Um, I would have locked the door and made sure the window was locked as well. So you secure your rooms, you and climb into your beds. Um, they're nice and soft. Uh, you're not uh, straw mattresses. They're clean, they're tidy. The rooms are very clean and tidy. They're very functional. There's not a great deal in them. There's a, um, next to each bed, there's a little desk for you to put, a uh, little um, stool type desk thing for you to put stuff on. Um, outside of that, then there's a, a piss pot in each room uh, in case anyone needs to relieve themselves during the evening. Um, and smells nice and quiet, and you drift off to sleep. 